episode 88 moon p jug and hobbs still no new name but we're working on it we've only been at it 88 episodes we're gonna get it one of these times this whole thing is going to evolve into something completely new and better yep instead of spiraling into a deep dark abyss hitting our heads on all the stalagmites and stalactites on our way down into the depths of hell <laughs> super specific but yes you paint a picture did you drink this week did i drink this week no hobbs went to new orleans yeah started pounding the hurricanes okay i did not have a hurricane <laughs> you had no hurricanes I, they're too sweet for me i don't like the foo-foo stuff like that god i loved hurricanes i remember one time i had six hurricanes really? in new orleans and i have no idea how i found my hotel I've judging from the week I was down there. There's a lot of people that have that. Like, even though they're blacked out, boy, they can still find their hotel room. Good for them. <laughs> Ooh, breaking news. I got kind of a kick out of this. Um, the Foo Fighters have announced that they are not going to do like a tour, but they're going to do specific festivals across the U.S., not naming who their replacement drummer will be. And you know how I love Foo Fighters. They're my favorite rock band. And then I'm thinking other rock bands that are great that I've seen live, one of them being Metallica. And Metallica is doing something kind of different. They're going to show their concerts live in HD at movie theaters all around the country. This is not a new idea. Jimmy Buffett, like maybe five or six years ago, did drive-in theaters where for 100 bucks. You can bring as many people in one car as you want. You throw out the blankets. You watch the thing. And it's like going to a Buffett show, only you don't have to leave your hometown and pay for airfare and hotel, which is really a great marketing idea. Well, now Metallica is going to do it. Uh, I had the opportunity to meet two of those guys at a show in Denver where Metallica opened for Guns N' Roses. I go backstage and I met Lars. I met James. I was waiting to meet Slash and Axel. Well, they literally left the stadium. Axel was so out of his mind that before he even sang one song uh, all the way through, he just walked off the stage, oh. got in a limo and left. I mean, it was true rock and roll where the promoter, had to get a gun and put it to Axel's head. If you don't go back and do this show, this will be the last thing you ever do. And so Axel went back and they had a fine show and all was well. Wow. Guy's name was Barry Fay. He was a big rock and roll promoter in Denver. And man, when he told me that story, I'm thinking, yep, that is rock and roll right there. And then, of course, David Crosby just died. That's kind of sad. Yeah. If you uh, are a fan of Crosby, Stills, and Nash... Or when they added Neil Young, which you know how I feel about Neil Young. Graham Nash had his own kind of thing. But David Crosby, Stephen Stills, and Neil Young all were very aggressive with each other. And, and Young and David Crosby hated each other. When Neil Young married Daryl Hannah, David Crosby called her purely poisonous predator. You know, she was in Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. She was pretty mean in that. Well, they're still together. Oh, sure. 
I didn't know Neil Young had polio. Did you? No, I didn't. That's one you don't hear about all that terribly often. He had it from childhood or this is recent childhood. Okay. I'm still in search of that one show that I can't really turn away from. I'm still hooked on Kim's convenience and that thing I'm almost done with still watching corner gas. Remember must see TV. That was Thursday night with friends. Wasn't it must see TV friends and Seinfeld. And uh, we watched Jerry do an hour of stand up on Netflix from 2022. I believe a couple nights ago, it was really funny. It was really funny. I'll tell you, we watched some Burt Kreischer last night. I can't, uh, I, you know what? I tried. He's got that yeah. new Netflix special, and I tried. As soon as he takes the shirt off, I can't. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I mean, it's so hard to regard anything with, that he says with any kind of measure or weight, but he's just standing there just, just shirtless. I, yeah. I, just, I just can't do it. He is not my cup of tea either, but we did watch Tom Segura and he is much more my style. I wonder what those guys make, you know, when they do a stadium show, because I remember uh, there's an event called the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. We've talked about this before, but basically in late February, early March, they do about 20 days of rodeo. It's not the biggest rodeo in the country, but it's the second biggest Vegas has the biggest rodeo in the U.S. During those 20 days in Texas, it's it's almost like a state fair. There's so much food and amusement, you know, theme park stuff. I mean, it's just a big deal. And then after the rodeo each night, they have the bull riding. After that, they wheel a stage out into the middle of the arena. And there you go. You have a concert. Let's see who's playing there this year. Brooks and Dunn. Lauren Daigle, Zach Brown Band, Jason Aldean, New Kids on the Block, huh? Chain Smokers. I think Chain Smokers and New Kids might have a tough time with that crowd. The Jason Aldean <laughs> that makes sense. Lauren Daigle's gorgeous. They'll listen to her anyway. Machine Gun Kelly, Kenny Chesney, okay. Chris Stapleton, Ooh. who is by the way singing the national anthem. Yeah, I just heard that for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Rihanna. Rihanna, how great of a choice is Rihanna again? I love her. You know that that's going to be a cool show. Yeah, I was really kind of surprised that they did. They picked her. I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure she's going to do a flashy show. Oh, she's got so many hits. You don't even really realize. And that's the thing, man. She's been famous since she was like 19. Yeah. You know, like in our mind, she's dropped off a little bit. Well, all she did was... She has like one of the number one fashion lines and uh, skincare and makeup lines in the world and just had a baby. And you know that it's going to be like cool and, and bizarre. And there's going to be weird snakes and she's going to make all those Super Bowl people uncomfortable. Like, okay, so what I need is I need some cranes and some ostriches and, uh, you know, and a, and a pig to sacrifice. I know here in the Twin Cities, we are now exploring more into the outdoor venue world. Uh, even as of three or four years ago, we didn't have nice places to go. And, you know, now uh, the casinos are stepping up their game. Uh, you know, there's all this talk about Ticketmaster and how they're getting drilled by Amy Klobuchar uh, from Minnesota about their monopoly that they've been running with live nation yeah. which you think about it i mean if they control the tickets and the venues isn't that kind of a monopoly i mean sure there's other 
ticket brokers that are, you know, and there's bots, electronic ways to get tickets. But I really believe that the reason AT&T was split was the same thing with Ticketmaster. It just needs to be divided. Uh, I don't think anybody really, it was funny that no one cared until the moms of Washington got involved because their daughters were so mad about the Taylor Swift ticket. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it took that. Not that it's always been the right thing or we didn't know that this was going on for the last 20 years because we've talked about it extensively on this podcast, the list of musicians and performers that have said, hey, this is a problem. We try to operate outside of Ticketmaster for these reasons, but man, couldn't get them Taylor Swift tickets and everybody lost their mind. I just bought tickets to a, an act called Chapel Heart. Chapel Heart is going to be playing Mystic Lake Casino. Mm. And they were one of the top finishers uh, from America's Got Talent. I have been an America's Got Talent fan for a while. Like you never used to watch it. And then you started watching it during the pandemic. Don't lie. Don't try to get on America's Got Talent. No, for me, I got tired of singing competitions because I got totally burnt out on Idol. And then there was the voice and you're like, oh, maybe that's cooler. So you go with that for a while. And then they're thinking, you know, now they've got the mass singer and all this crap. But America's Got Talent has always had this wide range of God only knows what you're going to see next. And that made it more funny. I mean, they have comedians, they have jugglers, they have singers, they have stunt people. And, you know, anyway, this band, Chapel Heart, three girls and i think they're from houston and they are country all the way with soul i mean soulful country big time i thought they were going to win it but on the last night when america voted their lead singer pretty much had laryngitis and couldn't do anything did you hear paris uh, hilton just had a baby i did i feel like she's almost 40 which is fine i mean you can have babies when you're 40 but what kind of a life must that be to be born into a family that's just loaded and sometimes for no apparent reason? I mean, the Hilton, you know, name is a little bit famous. Mm -hmm. uh, and I remember when Paris Hilton was right. at her like most talked about part of her career. And I was talking to Dave Ryan from KDWB about having her on their morning show. And I said, you know, we've been told that radio interviews with stars cause ratings to go down. And as an on-air person, you think, well, people would, you know, really love to hear from whoever's out on the road that they're going to buy tickets to go see. And then there's Britney Spears. I don't know if you saw this, but they had to call the uh, the – uh, SWAT team and all that stuff and uh, had to all go over to Britney Spears house because of an, an emergency that was called in. Uh, why would Britney cancel her Instagram unless she'd been killed? That, obviously that's a, that's a sign of death. Yep. So her fans saw that she deleted her account and they called nine one one and there she is probably sitting there in the toilet. And they come barging in, <laughs> yeah. trying to do a wellness check. Well, I get that. I mean, I deleted social media off my phone. I still have my social media accounts, but I don't respond anymore. And it's it screwed me up a couple of times. I had a booker. We had a misunderstanding about a booking. And she's like, well, I told you. I, I tagged you in a post about it two weeks ago. And I'm like, first of all, I don't see every post I'm tagged in. 
And second mm -hmm. of all, that's not the same as having a conversation with me. People read too much into that stuff. I uh, DM'd Christina Applegate a couple weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, I was watching uh, the last season of her show. It's called Dead to Me. And she was trying so hard to get through the filming uh, of her show because she has bad case of MS right at this moment. MS can come and go, but at that point in time, she, she took it pretty hard. So I just reached out to her and said, you know, hang in there and that kind of thing. But she never did answer back. Have you ever written to somebody and they actually did write you back? Al Roker, when the whole story came down about Matt Lauer, and I never was a Matt Lauer fan. I always thought the guy was just really kind of an arrogant prick, and I wasn't really sure why. And so when he got fired for being what I had suspected he might be, yeah. um, and they were doing the announcements and trying to, you know, like position it in an okay way on NBC. I made a snarky comment on Twitter about the fact that I'm like, yeah, I mean, they got rid of Lauer, but you know, Al Roker is still there. Al Roker saw it and responded to my tweet. Also, um, Arsenio Hall, I tweeted, I clapped at him once on the internet and he responded. Oh God, now I won't even be able to remember the saying, but do you remember the, do you remember Reverend Schuler, the, the crystal cathedral, the, the big televangelist guy? Oh yeah. He had a quote and it was a book. It was the title of a book that Reverend Schuler wrote. And I can't remember, but it was, it was like a really kind of a good uh, inspirational quote. Tough times never last. Tough people do, I think is roughly the quote, right? And Arsenio Hall put that and then he wrote, underneath it anonymous and i'm like um that's not an anonymous quote that that was written by a man who's still alive that's not anonymous anonymous doesn't mean what you think it means and uh so i tweeted that back and then he tweeted and he tweeted back basically like gotcha when arsenio hall started man he was hot oh my god i had such a crush on arsenio hall and coming to america him and eddie murphy yes please I get the biggest kick out of each year here in Minnesota. They, uh, through our Department of Transportation called MnDOT, come up with a contest to name city snowplows. Some of these are some of these are very cute. Aaron Burr, but Burr like B R R R. Alice Scooper. I'm a fan of Alice Scooper. Bladezilla. Freeze Louise. <laughs> on snowblow uh just scraping by <laughs> you can vote for eight different ones on the website yeah mary tyler moore snow one plow two plow red plow blue plow optimus <laughs> brine <laughs> that's pretty good too uh plow patrol plowy anderson oh plowy anderson like louis anderson oh that'd be yeah, nice we good. lost him last year uh skull plow uh, Sleetwood Mac. Oh, here we go for the Swifties. Taylor Drift, and the winners last year for 2022 were Betty Whiteout, um, Control Salt Delete. I like that. I do too. Scoop Dog, Blizzard of Oz, uh, No More Mr. Ice Guy, and Edward Blizzard Hands. And if you're here, thank God for the Department of Roads because even after massive snowfalls, they keep this city moving. When the uh, airport here shuts down, it's a big deal. Uh, the traffic always keeps moving. I mean, there were nights for me where a 
general 30 minute commute was turned into three hours because of snow. Yeah. And I mean, you know, people are doing spin outs and, you know, people with four wheel drives think they're immune to any uh, issues on the roads and they go 30 mile an hour faster than anybody else. Uh, I don't miss not driving in the winter. I haven't been out. I just stay home for like five months and then I'm good. You could go out. You just don't want to. No, there's no need to go out. I mean, we have a cold snap coming where nighttime lows are teens below, not counting the wind chill. It's just going to be a, 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 and right now I'm watching geese fly over my house. Whenever the geese start moving, there's something happening. Ooh, I just got a package from Amazon. Oh, did you? You know, this is so weird. Cameras are everywhere now. I get notifications every time anybody's within 300 yards of my house, including my dog, including neighbor's dogs. And Amazon, is it time to buy Amazon stock yet? They have not performed well. I was talking to my financial guy a while ago, and I'm like, God, I love Amazon. And I said, I think we should buy some stock. And he goes, you know, they're not a profitable company. And I go, what do you mean? They're the biggest in the world. I mean, they're huge. And he goes, well, with all the buildings that they're buying and land and this and that, the expenses are staggering and it's not a good buy at this time the stock's down like 40 50 percent so he was right well that's also because merrick garland just in, uh, is bringing charges against google for antitrust violation yeah so that was a big one this week this is the first time that the biden administration is really getting in there and trying some of these antitrust laws and so i think you're going to see this for google similar to a Ticketmaster situation like we were just talking about because they control way, way, way too much. I got my first audio book. We talked about it a little bit last week that I was going to get one called The Storyteller, mm -hmm. Tales of Life and Music by a guy named David Grohl, Foo Fighters lead singer. I am listening to it, and it's nothing like I expected. There's some great stories that I was very familiar with because I – Follow the band quite extensively. They call it stalking. Yep. It's a little cyber stalking. It's so expressive. I mean, Dave is a writer. When you listen to the lyrics of Foo Fighter songs, you try to read through them and you're thinking, does it mean anything? Is it, I mean, you never know. It's art. It's like looking at a painting. I mean, you know, painters are trying to convey something uh, with what they put on canvas. And when you're doing uh, a book or an audio book or whatever, you try to use words in order to draw pictures. And that was what being on the radio was all about. If the words you used could cause uh, someone to actually visualize something, you'd succeeded. Then you were a storyteller. And when Dave is going through these chapters, uh, you know, he got into the time that, he fell off the stage and broke his leg, right? And when they did that, they had to have four guys lift him back up and put him on stage. They took him and they, you know, he finished the show with a broken leg. His leg was like mush. And he was explaining what that felt like, right? And to hear the, the words he uses, I mean, it's a very, very descriptive writer. I'm about four hours into that. Next, it's uh, 
Prince Harry's book, Spare, and you get two freebies on Audible, then it's 14 bucks a month. I think shorter is better. That's like this podcast. Last, last week, I sent the podcast out in order to get it put up by such and such a date. Well, guess what? It went to spam again. So the person that was going to post it didn't post it. Then I put up the, uh, you know, I sent a message. I'm like, hey, did, did you get the podcast? I haven't seen it. And she'll say, no, you didn't send it. Oops, there it is in spam. So a lot of times if we're talking about events that have already passed, it, it could be because this podcast has been sitting there in spam. Or we're not timely. So my landlord had to come over for something else the other day. He sees the equipment that I have, you know, for our show. And I do some other stuff, obviously. Right. And some voice stuff, voiceover stuff at home. He's like, so, uh, saw your podcasting equipment. You know what I was thinking? I uh, maybe I should do a podcast. Why not? And I was like, okay. Well, what would what would you know? What would it be about? Well, you know, that's the only thing I haven't worked out yet. <laughs> I was like, all right. Well, let me know. You know, because I mean, there's a there's a target rich environment. You are a landlord. You are a retired radiologist. But like, everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. Most of them are equally as bad as this. This podcast, I'm telling you, is going to be moving. Uh, it's going to be on the Hubbard Radio Network's uh, you know, series of podcasts. Have you seen the podcast app, MN Podcast? I've heard of it. Yeah, it is an app that features only Minnesota podcasts. Ooh, I like that. So if you don't, if you're a podcaster just podcasting globally, that's one thing, but these have to be based in Minnesota. You can find us on that as well. We're on Spotify and Apple Music and a whole bunch of them. Yeah, you got to dig, though. The secret in finding this po podcast is pretty easy. Just on Google, P-J-U-G-G, P-Jug. If yeah. you just do that, you got it. Matter of fact, I'm going to try it right now. Okay, hold on. P-J-U-G-G. -G. I swear to God, if some rapper comes out with P-Jug, I'm going to be so mad that we did not copyright this thing. Like, <laughs> shit, there it is. There it is. Moon P-Jug at Hobbs. Just look up the jug. Just it's look up the jug. There's been so many mass, mass shootings, right? And I don't want to depress everybody. But I thought it was interesting that the Secret Service now has analyzed 173 mass casualty attacks. And they are finding some commonalities between them, but, and some of them are real obvious, right? I mean, things, things that I don't think would be surprising to anybody um, that nearly three quarters of them uh, were using firearms. Um, nearly a quarter of attackers shared some kind of a final communication or said goodbye. But what I thought was kind of interesting was that almost all the attackers had experienced one or more significant stressors within five years of the attack. 93% of the attackers had dealt with some kind of personal issue right before the incident, like domestic abuse, car accidents, school expulsions, disciplinary work, cyberbullying. There are some stressors that, that occurred as far back as like five years ago, but uh, the majority of them, it was something recent. Drug and substance abuse, of course. Most of the people had shown symptoms of having some kind of mental health crisis prior to the shooting, I think we could all, we kind of all assumed that, but a quarter of them 
had subscribed to some conspiracy theories. I thought what was interesting too, I think I scrolled a little bit far, I'll find it, but the one of the big stressors that was kicking off a lot of these things too were financial ones. If you think about it in terms like that, with what's been going on for the last couple of years, with all the uncertainty economically, they're forecasting still, you know, we're going to fully hit the, the recession coming up quarter two of this year. What can we do this year to try to help people keep their, man, their hope, their optimism, their something? Because what it seems like in the, a lot of the things they're drawing from this study is that people are getting to a point where they just don't have hope about the future anymore and all this stuff is kind of crushing in them so so how can we help we need to have more mental health help yeah number one and we have to have more pills handed out more pills because there's a pill for everything and if you are feeling uh you know like god i'm really depressed well here try this well i'm feeling like i got eczema well here try this well, I'm thinking my A1C is too off. Boom, here's one for you. How I think my wife's banging the neighbor. Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, <laughs> and so that's what you need. Mental health. People uh, need a place to get that. And then th we need to hand out a lot of pills. Okay. And now that edibles are better, I think a lot of people, if they can get edibles, right, for a reasonable price, or you're soon going to be able to make your own. In Minnesota, this thing is on the tracks now, baby. I mean, we went through already three committees and it's on its way. Here's the thing, though. Let's not all get too comfortable because that's because the Democrats are in charge of everything in Minnesota yep. right now. That won't last for long. They're yep. going to try to roll it back. I know it. With the opioid crisis, I know that you take a lot of different prescription medications, and you're, but you have very good medical guidance. You're also a man who's worked on his sobriety, been in therapy for a long time, works on his mental health. Just handing a pill to somebody that doesn't do those other steps isn't going to solve any problem. Correct. I just think we need to just foster more conversations and make it a safer, safer place for, for dudes to cry and for, you know, women to rage out. I don't know. Well, and think about the people that don't have any money for the co-pays for the mental health care. Yeah. There's people that don't have enough money, uh, to, you know, to pay their massive deductibles that they have to pay out of pocket every year. Right. I mean, you know, you can't just have everything you want. And that's why I believe in other countries where you see far less mass shootings. Let's take Germany for it as an example. Okay. The taxation there is crazy high right in a lot of european countries you know you're paying 40 to 50 percent tax but your educations are cost free your medical care cost free yeah you know your transportation problems solved with trains i mean it's like they take the money and actually do something with it here in the u.s uh right now it's just bizarre all the things going on well, and I think people i think people in america would get behind doing that if like you say if the money went to somewhere and we could tell where it went do you know what mm -hmm. i mean like i'd feel yep. fine paying taxes if i knew everybody was getting the mental health care that they needed everybody was getting the physical health care that they needed well and everybody pays different rates yeah just because when you've got people that can afford it 
They won't pay it. And the people that can't afford it have to pay it. And that's not right. I think we need to get rid of, oh, my God, the uh, system of politics in America that we currently have needs to just go away and we need to start fresh. I think there's a lot of good foundation in what we have, but the arguing and never getting anything done and spending too much money and, you know, hitting the debt ceiling and saying, Woo, well, let's you know, borrow some more. Well, we can't. Well, yes, we can watch. We'll just print it up. Did you no, no. Did you see that there was there was one of the things when they were talking about that last week that I thought was great. Someone floated the idea. OK, well, we can't. It's not cool for us to print more money. But what we could do is we could make a an addition to currency and we could make the very first limited edition one trillion dollar coin. They thought about minting and creating a piece of currency that was worth one trillion dollars so that there would physically be like a a coin they could put in this piggy bank. Like, no, it's OK. I've got the uh, I've got the one trillion dollar coin. Two questions with Elon. We used to do two questions with Putin. We've relabeled it. We've rebranded it. And here's question one for Elon from me. What was the last nasty thing you stepped in? People, when they're walking, every once in a while, you're going to hit something on your shoe and it ain't pleasant. And then what do you do? Do you scrape it off? Do you buy new shoes? So there you go. That's question number one. Question number two. Would you be gay for five years for a hundred billion dollars? Okay. Cause he's got a lot of money already. He does. He probably would for the $1 trillion coin. Probably would. The movie indecent proposal where they're like, it's a million dollars to sleep with your wife. And I'm like, and that's one thing, but I mean, it was Robert Redford though. Like that's a yes. I mean, usually the guy who's offering you a million dollars to sleep with him does not look like Robert Redford. I'm just saying. No. What could you teach uh, the world about intimacy? I bet you he's softer than he comes across. You know, what if he's just like the scared little boy inside? Just couldn't live up to dad's expectations. And, you know, the other question I have is, uh, um, what was your favorite childhood toy? Was it a sled? Rock'em Sock'em Robot. What was your favorite toy as a kid? I had a doll called Humpty Dumpty, which was a Humpty Dumpty doll. And he was like a pillow and then he had just like cloth arms and legs, but he was like, like all like an oval shaped Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. I carry him. He was like my security guy. I, I took him everywhere. And my mom and I, we lived in Virginia at the time and we were driving to visit my grandparents in Florida. And apparently somewhere we stopped for breakfast and somewhere along the line, I forgot Humpty Dumpty. She couldn't take the, the screaming and the crying after 45 minutes, just U-turn went back found Humpty Dumpty and then we continued forward. I was really into slot cars, oh. right? The little slot car racing sets. Yeah. That would have a figure eight. Yep. yep. We sit there and just stare at those things. So fun. Put the little guardrails up. We had our cool cars. Yep. Oh yep. man. It was awesome. We always tried to figure out ways to make them go faster. Yeah. I would set up the the tracks. I would take out like my, my dad's law books, which he didn't like me touching, but I would like have them all over the floor and then I'd put the track over it. I'd be trying to make like courses for my cars. Every once in a while, we'll bring up the Guinness book of world records and attempts that were, 
you know, fun to talk about. We got one for you. This is a record that was just broken recently in Idaho by a pair of men. Um, this was previously held by two Australian radio hosts, but now we have a new winner. The Guinness Book of World Record title goes to these gentlemen for catching dice blindfolded. So they're playing catch with dice, and they did over 600 catches. Yep, 656 catches. Now they're famous, and now we're talking about them. That's what I want to do this year, dude, in 2023. One world record attempt for Moon P. Jagan Hops. We need publicity. And we know the guy from the Guinness Book, so that might be good. Longest podcast without a point. Longest podcast that, that went nowhere. Moon, I, I just hate to say it. I feel like I quit drinking just a little too soon. I had my <laughs> relapse. I would have I would have waited to grab one of these babies while I was off the wagon. Um, but Hormel has has unveiled a chili cheese beer. Ooh. No, that sounds good, actually. <laughs> I would totally have a chili cheese beer. And they're doing this in celebration of the Super Bowl. Four packs went on sale on Tuesday at the brewery's North Loop tap room so you can get them while supplies last at hormelchilicheesebrew.com but this crushable american lager features a minnesota pilsner barley malt and flaked corn and uh, with this delicious corn chip flavored based modest brewing company added a mix of savory spices hints of cheddar cheese powder to bring the flavors of a hormel chili cheese dip to life in your mouth that sounds good it does kind of sound good now that it you explain it. Good. We'll be uh, making our plans for the Super Bowl, which is coming up soon. Yeah. Hope your team has advanced. I had picked Buffalo, and they're gone. Who did you? Who did you call? I thought it was going to be Buffalo myself. Uh, if I have to reevaluate now, the Eagles. All right, everybody. We will see you for episode eighty-nine next week. It's Moon P Jug and Hobbs. <laughs>